And this is a good story is hard to find podcast where two Catholic friends talk about the books and movies they love and the traces of the one reality that lie below the surface. Yeah. And this is we're going to talk this week about uh, seeking a friend for the end of the world, which is a movie from 2012. Um, This is episode 215. And the director is uh, Lorene Scafaria, someone who I did not know before this, I don't believe. No, me either. Yeah. And uh, so it's a movie about the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah. And um, surprisingly, it's also a romantic comedy and yeah. a road trip. And a road trip, yeah. And yeah, a road movie. Yeah, yeah, and that's not usually what you get in movies about the end of the world. Usually what you get is it's apocalyptic in terms of people are trying to save the world. People are trying to find a way around things. And it's fascinating to me that the movie starts with this bald news report of, well, this spacecraft is gone. All 12 people on it or whatever are dead. And that was our last hope to save the world. So we've got three weeks and you're like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then here's regular life. Yeah. yeah, and he's sitting there with his wife. He being, um, oh yeah, Steve Carell. Uh, Steve Carell, who's who's named Dodge in the movie, which is a completely obvious um, <laughs> yeah. thing to do. He, he tells you a lot about his character, just his name. Yeah, but he's sitting there with his wife in a car, listening to this news story. And um, wow, she she gets out of the car and leaves him right there. <laughs> she just gets out of the car. He's like, what happened? <laughs> what just happened? Yeah. Yep. And she's not coming back. So, nope. yeah. Um, which tells you uh, right away in just a very short amount of time what the movie has in store. It, it's it's about, it's like uh, there's an asteroid headed toward the earth and how it changes everybody. The, the world is going to end. You know, everybody knows it. Everybody who listens mm-hmm. to the news knows it, and um, how everybody reacts. Um, and then it, it focuses on Dodge, who's this main character, and uh, this girl that he meets, uh, played by Kira Knightley, uh, named Penny. Mm-hmm. And it follows their journey through this period of time between learning that the the world's going to end to uh, the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> To the to the end, to the yes. End. <laughs> well, that's yeah. the thing where I was just thinking about it. Yeah, most, like I was saying, most of the time there's a way you can save things. We're hmm. looking for the hero. We're looking for the plan. We're looking for the way out. But yeah. nobody here is doing that. So right, these are these are folks just living normal lives. These are not people that are actively trying to move the asteroid or anything right. like that. These are not. Yeah, scientists or anything—they're—they're they're folks, and um, just what they do during this period of time, which is an amazing period of time. Yeah, and I looked back on my review because we watched it soon after it came out. My husband and I both liked it, and um, it was funny because he had a little trouble with the movie because he's not used to reading 
the kinds of books I read, mm. which, you know, include things like apocalyptic stuff. Well, the very first book we talked about, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. Was, was Re- after, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. The Reapers of the Angels, right? Yeah, the Reapers of the Angels. Yeah. And it was after the zombie apocalypse, essentially. It's mm. what has that done to the landscape and the people. And it's also that road trip of seeing how has society changed and, you know, World War Z. And we've talked about a lot of things like that. Right, right. That's just common stuff for us. And he's not used to that. And mm-hmm. so, he was kind of having to keep up. Yeah, and this this is even a little different from that. Um in my head, you know, so mm-hmm. what, what we're looking at with World War Z and Reapers of the Angels are society is ripped away, but people are surviving in this landscape. And yeah. what we're looking at here is kind of a memento mori situation where yeah. you're really confronted with your own mortality. And, it, and, and it's not that you're in danger, it's that it's going to be over. I mean, it's so it's, it's a step past that and... Um, but it really gives you that that thing. And I, I looked up Memento Mori so I could give a good definition of it. Oh, good. Um, and what it is, um, it says, Memento Mori is the medieval Latin Christian theory and practice of reflection on mortality, especially as a means of considering the vanity of earthly life and the transient nature of all earthly goods and pursuits. So usually that's symbolized by a skull. In fact, some people that I guess you could say that they practice memento mori mm-hmm. um, put a skull like on their desk or something, so that it reminds them, you know, to to dust we shall return. <laughs> you know, so they're they're looking at it and they're confronted with that to try and stay focused on things that are not vain and not earthly. Yeah, and even as we were describing the movie, that was the effect it had on me both times I watched it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And um, you're talking about it, and I was just holding back. I hadn't thought of the term memento mori, which, of course, good for you, <laughs> because that's the perfect uh, term and practice. And what I had thought of was the four last things. Mm, yes. And so this is mm-hmm. a, a Christian phrase, and it's death, judgment, heaven, and hell. And these are things that you're supposed to actually think about, keep in mind, because you're going to have judgment. I mean, if you're Christian, you believe in that for sure. And even if you're not Christian, I'm sorry. I think we're all going to hit it. Um, And you're going to go to heaven or hell. So the memento mori is the gateway to that. Yeah. What happens when I die? I'm not going to be here forever. And it, it's funny because it sounds really gloomy and depressing and it's somehow it's not, it just kind of, no. it's not like you think about it all the time, but that it's true and it's there just means it's in the back of your mind and it kind of informs how you live. Yeah, that's exactly right. And you know, I was thinking uh, over the last couple of days about things that have that effect on me a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a person that has like a skull on my desk, but, but when I, I have a telescope, I'm glad to hear that. You bet. I have a <laughs> telescope, you know, and I look at stars sometimes, oh. but when you, when I look at things like that, you know, I'm looking at Jupiter through the telescope that has an effect on me that sort of is a memento mori kind of a contemplation where I'm thinking about what is truly of worth you know, mm-hmm. and uh, if you've ever seen a picture of the Earth from outside the Earth, 
especially oh, yeah. far away. Like uh, you could look up, well, Voyager, one of the Voyagers was the first one to ever send back a photo of the earth from a long ways away. And oh. we're just like this speck. I can even send you that photo. It, yeah. it, it to, to look at earth as this tiny dot on a black field is just like, wow, you know, to, and it just makes you think that a lot of these things that happen to us daily that we are dealing with daily shouldn't have the importance internally on us that they do. Um, you know, there, yeah. so, so it is almost a calming effect. Um, it's like, well, you know what, in the grand scheme of things, this really doesn't matter that much, which is something that Christ told us. Right. So, yeah, well, yeah, because it also makes you sort out what does matter. Right. That much. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's what's that's happening the opposite, in the movie. Right? Mm-hmm. You're right. Because it's, <laughs> and, and we're never going to talk about the movie again during this episode. We're just going deep. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Because for a Catholic, you can't watch this and not go, oh, I'm not focusing on that enough. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm sorry, I distracted no, from what you were saying. No, that's terrific. But it's that, that's exactly right. That's the effect that this movie has on me, and that's why I like it so much. Um, but I do I do enjoy the characters as well. I thought it was great. Well, me too. And one thing, it made me, um, one quick thing before we leave that image of the earth as a mm-hmm. tiny little dot. Yeah. It just makes me think of how precious it is in terms of look at all the life. It's so rich with life. Yeah. It's the only one that we've found so far. It's so blessed Mm. to be this fertile and have all these varieties and everything. And Julian of Norwich, who was an English mystic from very long ago, let's see, um, uh, late 1300s to Mm. early 1400s, she had a vision where she saw God holding the earth in his hand like it was about the size of a walnut hmm. and saying, you know, all shall be well and all shall be well and all shall be very well. And it's that whole effect that you're talking about, which is keep things in proportion. God yeah. is greater and we are we are greater than we think sometimes, I think. Mm-hmm. And therefore, keep your eye on the prize. Yeah. Would you say who who of you by worrying adds a single moment to your life or something like yeah. that? It's a paraphrase, but yeah, but that's that's the effect that it has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just the, amazing. Um, yeah, it's it's just to throw in one more thing. It's the whole you know, Martha, Martha, you're worried about many things, mm. but all that is needful is one thing. Yeah, it's yeah. we have to do all those many things. Mm-hmm. We, but. You have to keep this in mind. What is our ultimate end? What is our ultimate purpose? You know, we are here to love each other and to serve God. And um, then the end winds up okay. Yeah, that's right. This movie is funny for such a frivolous seeming movie and a movie (laughs) that didn't make any money. I was shocked at how poorly it did. Yeah, I was surprised by that too. Yeah, it didn't even make its budget back and it only cost $10 Mm-hmm. Um, but it, to me, it's very thought provoking. Yeah, very. Yeah. I want to mention right, right before we leave this again, I, I just read a book called carrying the fire by Michael Collins, who okay. was one of the three Apollo 11 astronauts. Yeah. So he was the one who stayed in, 
in the capsule that was orbiting the moon while Buzz Aldrin and uh, Neil Armstrong went down to the moon. He he was just stayed in orbit, right, waiting for them to be done mm-hmm. with, you know, all their little jumping around and stuff. <laughs> and then they, they were going to come back up and meet. But anyway, so he's alone in the capsule that's going around the moon. So there were times, you know, half of every orbit, he couldn't even see the Earth. So he oh, was as alone yeah. as you could possibly be. Not only that, but he couldn't talk to anybody because the radio doesn't work from there, that side because the moon is blocking the signal. So right. he was as lone as you could possibly be. And, and when you think about that, it's like every single person, everything that you have <laughs> ever known ever is out of sight. You can't even see it. Everything. Mm-hmm. You know, all the wars, all the kings and queens, all the everything, 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 everything is just you can can you're just cut off from it. And that was just profound. It's amazing. And then every day that would rise or not even day. It was much quicker than a day, but mm-hmm. it would uh, the earth would rise for him. And oh, he would yeah. see that, and it's like, oh, there's everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so he was as, as alone as a person could be for You'd for have to be really psychologically stable to be that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which kind of does take us back to the movie, because, of course, the opportunity in a story like this is to show all the different ways that people react hmm. when the end is coming. Yeah, what do you turn to? What do you put your faith in? And, um, you know, and the movie could have been, it could have been deeper. It could have been more thoughtful. But for a movie that is what it is, it still works really well, I think. I think so, too. I thought it worked really well. And Mm -hmm. um, having it turn into a road movie gave you, or gave the movie the opportunity to explore a whole bunch of different people. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, but could it have been more thoughtful? Yeah, for sure. But, you know, the reactions of a, of a lot of people, you know, things don't matter. You know, some people yeah. commit suicide. You know, they don't want right. to live through that. <laughs> but there was some wild stuff. <laughs> so, well, yeah. yeah, that party that mm-hmm. they go to. Yeah. It was very annoying to me. Yeah, because that's I mean, not I... my reaction. And it wasn't a reaction of Dodge either. Right. Um, it's like, to, to them, it was like, okay, well, all the the... Things that we stay away from for our health or for whatever reason are now wide open. You know, so free sexuality, yeah. free drugs. You know, we could do whatever we want without Making having the to... kids chug alcohol. Yeah. Which, that's the part that really pissed me off. Yeah. But anyway. Right. As um, if that was some type of an important thing to have them experience, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Dodge was with me in that. And yeah. he was he went off into the bathroom and just shut the door. Um, you know, which is what I would have done. You know, I would have left that party because yeah. I would have been like, uh, that's not how I want to spend the rest of my time. But thinking, wow, how would you spend the rest of your time? And then thinking, well, why don't I do that more often just in regular life anyway? Oh, you know, yeah. because that, that's what Memento Mori is supposed to do for you. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to make you think, well, if, if this was happening, this is what I do. It should make you realize that this could happen anytime and you should actually yeah be um acting on things that you should be acting on all the time well and clearly he's never been very self-reflective because he's working no he's, and, and it's, it's fine the, that the, he's the word dodge right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh gosh you're I know. right you're 
right? No, but it's just, it's almost so obvious it's just killer, you know? Oh, no, I know. Yeah. I kept going, oh, my gosh, really? But anyway, the thing was is that, um, yeah, so he is on a path, a normal person's path of self-reflection going, what do I even care about? He thought yeah. he cared about his wife because he's, and he did. She left him, but we find out later she'd been having an affair for a really long time. Yeah. Penny, the girl downstairs, mm-hmm. thought she was his roommate because she'd seen him with her boyfriend who was, they were so cute together. And he's just standing there going, what? <laughs> you know, so he yeah. had no clue. So clearly they weren't even, he wasn't even paying attention to the fact that they weren't what they should be. And um, he, so he's on that path. And that's what sets him on the road trip, which is, you know, oh, here's the one that got away. This is the girl I always loved and everything. But what I liked is that you saw these people who, so you have the party and these are the people who are like, oh, I've been kind of doing this stuff in secret. Maybe I've been drinking or so-and-so has drugs or so-and-so and and we're going to have a huge party and we're just going to have fun, which just looked like a version of hell to me. Mm -hmm. So, but then you have his housekeeper. Yeah. Who shows up once a week to clean, even like the day before the day of the asteroid hitting. I know. And I'm, I'm wondering if she even knew. Well, she said she had a family. Yeah, she had a family. Like, yeah, you'd think that they'd know, but she's like, I'll see you next week. So she was, at the very least, completely denying that it was even happening. Right. Yeah. right. Get some more window cleaner. Right. Or glass cleaner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's he, it's funny that 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 Dodge. I'm sorry, I should let you finish no, your ahead. thought. But Dodge no, no. starts the movie after all this happens, and his wife leaves and everything. He just keeps going to work. He's mm-hmm. an insurance <laughs> adjuster, but yet you can tell he's torn up inside because there's one point he's actually talking to someone about apocalyptic insurance. Yeah, and he just finally just he actually throws up. You know, he leans over and throws up into a right. can, but but it's just finally you know, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> right. So, but it's interesting that he gets from there to where he got at the end of the movie. I, I found that journey, uh, an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, because those people are also like the maid. They're in denial. There's four or five people who are showing up <laughs> going, well, now we need a new CEO. Does anybody want to be C- CFO? Anyone, yeah. anyone. And it's like, why would you do any of that? Why I would it. you? I, I was just watching that going, that's so absurd. But there are people who will stick in the routine, of course. Yeah. Because they don't want to think about it. Right, right. And I was thinking, what would I change? What would I do? And of course, you can't know until you're in that position. Mm-hmm. But I thought, I'm very happy in my life. Yeah. Me too. Confession a lot more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Probably. You know, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I think I could really get down on the self examination super good at that point. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Give it to me, God. Tell me what I'm missing. But, you know, like Dodge is going to the gym. And the only other person there is somebody who's clearly in love with himself. You know, he's looking at himself in the mirror while he does his exercises and everything. And it's like, why are you even here? <laughs> Nobody cares about the gym anymore. Eat what you want. Do what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the point. Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. But <laughs> you know what? If you enjoy going to the gym and that you just love it. You know, by all means. <laughs> right. Right. Did, Dodge was not that person. Dodge was not that person. Was, no, yeah. he was just like going through his life normally, sort of in denial like his housekeeper. Mm-hmm. And then um, 
then things start to move. I, I think that when he f- when he found out that his wife had been having an affair, that was the kicker that moved him. And then um, he got that mail, and that gave him a purpose, something to go do. And uh, yeah. during that journey is when he grew. I think, and I think that it did make him feel emotion when he found out his wife was cheating on him. And then he gets the mail, and he's looking through it, and he that makes him angry. But I think the point that really changed him was being given the dog to take care of. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Because he had been drinking Windex before that. And I'm that's thinking, right. how can you live? How can, first of all, how you can't really drink it, but you know, they show him passed out the bottle of mostly full bottle of Windex by him or whatever it is. And somebody's left a dog with him with a leash and a little note that says, sorry. And this is the cute little scruffy dog that's mm-hmm. easy to pick up and take around like a kid. And so just by having someone else innocent to take care of, he's got, to pay more attention to stuff. Yeah, that's a really good point. Because he's not going to abandon a dog. That's right. And that's when he starts thinking and waking up a little bit and going, well, I'll go find this person. I have nothing else to do. Yeah. Yeah. And then, right, that when he decides to go, well, that's with Kira Knightley at that point. Mm-hmm. Right. When he, they decide well, the, to take this trip, you know, that gives them the purpose. But they got to get out of town anyway. Well, um, yeah, the, yeah, I was going to say, mm. he doesn't really, dis- he kind of has that in mind, but he really is like the place, they're rioting and her apartment's on fire. So her apartment building is on fire. And I love the, also, I mean, they have so many character types in this thing. So her boyfriend who's there when he goes into her apartment so that he can go, hey, everybody, it's, you know, we have to get out of here right now. And this guy, all he can think about is what this means about his own self-image in having in dating um, Penny Mm -hmm. and having Dodge show up. Right. Oh, it's because I don't have a job, right? Oh, it's (laughs) out your car, right? I mean, he's really got a lot of problems. And Mm -hmm. all he does is think about that stuff. Yeah. And Penny's (laughs) goal then is to get to her family who's in England. So that's, you know, doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Yeah, that's kind of her journey too. So she's... She, she said something uh, that hit me um, where she said, how many times have I not gone to see my parents because of this, some guy that I liked, Oh, you know, so she was, she was having serious regrets about her life and her choices. Yeah. And um, now her goal became, well, let's, I need to somehow get home. But the all the flights had stopped by then. You know, all the pilots were like, I'm not going to fly anymore. <laughs> right. Not doing yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Well, and um, yeah, so all the time she'd ignored the people who really loved her, mm-hmm. the true anchors in her life for something that seemed like it was better. Yeah. Right. And that is super common, right? We all do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, so that was her journey, too. Um, sort of discovering deeper love i think is what what she did well so did steve carell but yeah um but yeah but they both ended up at the same point yeah and they um dodge is they each provide something that they were the other person was looking for so dodge had an unhappy family history Mm -hmm. he had a, a clearly a loveless marriage and she had the family that he'd always longed for. They're very close. They're oh, all together that's an interesting, at yeah. the end. And he um, he was 
the solid guy that she'd yeah. been looking for. How often did I avoid them because I was, you know, looking for some other guy? Well, yeah, so it's like he was yeah. the guy she could have taken home who who sacrificed mm-hmm. himself instead of making her pay attention to the guy. He sacrificed himself to put her on that plane and try to get her home. Right, right. That's yeah, how much so she you say cared. that it makes me really interesting because he was staying in a in a marriage that he wanted to be something that was more, right? And right. she had it and left it. Or had the family of uh, the loving family and yes. left it. And um he didn't have it and stayed. So hoping for it. Yeah, yeah. it's just completely an opposite. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A double, right? That's another example of a of a double. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's cool. And you kind of also see, because it's clear she's been bouncing around from just attractive people or people who she's not really thinking about enough because you see that one really self-obsessed, immature guy Mm -hmm. in New York City or whatever city they were in. And then um, you see the survivalist military guy. Mm. Yeah. Who's, you know, he's doing all the big talk about, well, of course, she'll come back because she (laughs) wants to be one of the top females when we rebuild the world. But... (laughs) after we come out of the bunker, but he really, he likes her. Yeah. He, he, he won't let himself say it, mm. but, and, and those are polar opposites, the two people. Mm-hmm. And of course, a lot of it's for comic effect. That's why it was written that way. But Dodge is not either of those people. He's normal. Mm-hmm. He's a regular guy who cares more about her than himself. And yeah. neither of those two people are that way. Yeah, so very true. I liked how um, he went to his dad. I thought that was a nice moment, too. He humbled himself. He did, yeah. That was uh, interesting. And he did that for Penny. Yeah, another although, sacrifice. Although he got, you know, so in a way, Penny, Penny facilitated what Dodge needed, too, right? Yes, reconciliation mm-hmm. with his father. right. And isn't that so often the case, right? Yeah, it is. You do mm-hmm. something for someone else going, not thinking about yourself, or you, you will humble yourself or do something that's distasteful because it's what somebody you love needs or even what God asks of you, right? Yeah. Because we love God and we'll do it for him. You do some hard thing and then there's a reward that you couldn't have seen and that you might have rejected if it had been offered to you straight up. If somebody had said, but you can be friends with your father by the end, he'd have gone, oh, hell no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But through that little instance, he achieves a bit of peace over it. Not right. tons, but so- enough. His father says he's sorry. You know, They're able to have a few nice moments together. His father will do this for him to fly her to England because he – I'm going to show you. I'm going to do something for you. Instead of running away and just saying it, I will show you. Mm-hmm. There was one other thing that I wanted to point out that kind of ties into everything that we're saying. Um, it was a conversation I played a couple times and I found the quote, but it was Penny talking about records. And oh, I yeah. really mm-hmm. think that's like a metaphor for the whole thing. Oh, yes. Yeah. So she says, um, I don't know. I just love records. So she's carrying, she saves some of her <laughs> records and she carries them. <laughs> the apartment's burning down. And she's like, oh, hold on a minute. She's flipping through <laughs> the records. Some records, yeah. See, this is why you need a go shelf like I have. That if something <laughs> happens, you just sweep all uh, the books off that one shelf into a bag and run. <laughs> I'm ready. That is funny. I love it. It's, it's really sad that it's true, but here we are. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, that's yeah. awesome. Okay. <clears throat> so Moving she says on. she loves records and she says, I mean, they're not for everyone, you know. You really have to take care of vinyl. It's very delicate. It can get wrecked so easily. You really have to love it. Do you hear how full it sounds? Now what you want to buy is a thicker record. They're more stable. The grooves in them are sort of deeper and wider. You get more detail. I mean, they're harder to carry around because they're heavier, but they're worth it. And then she talks about her parents and how they had an amazing turntable. <laughs> so I think that that's, I, I, yeah. I love it. You know, it's like, you know, some of the things <clears throat> that we do are harder, but they're worth it. You know, it's more stable mm -hmm. than this delicate, thin stuff, you know, that, that we spend our lives focusing on. You know, yeah, and it's you have to work harder to maintain it and value it. And well, and her parents, when you say they had an amazing turntable, that surprised me because I didn't remember that bit of it. Mm -hmm. What I knew is that she was always talking about how, their love mm -hmm. and their relationship, yeah, yeah. And she was saying at one point they were so in love with each other, and I thought, oh, ugh, <laughs> because people who've been married a really long time don't go around acting all lovey-dovey. But then she just says it was really solid. They're opposites. And then you can start to see as she's building this um, family through just talking about them every so often. Hmm. Oh, yeah, it's not that they're all lovey-dovey. It's, it's solidity of their relationship that shows the firmness of their love for each other. Yeah, right. And that's the record. Yep. And you have to you have to buy the thicker record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, it's like you, you're building this over time, and right? You're, you're building this foundation. And, yeah, it's and, harder to carry around. Time, it's, it's heavy. It's harder to carry. Yeah. Yeah. We'll but it. it's worth doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fun. <clears throat> yep. I, I just uh, there's lots of little moments. Now, how about the uh, the police officer? That can't be, uh, in fact, yes. in fact, we were told um, Mark, Mark, a good friend, Mark, um, he was on the podcast and he, he said, yes. you know, be sure to read The Last Policeman. And I did not get that done. Oh, Life too bad. is busy at the moment, but yes. um, I'm, I so want to read that book. But you've read it, right? Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. And he, of course, was right. And I had thought of it um, mm -hmm. because The Last Policeman is set in a similar situation. It's a trilogy, actually, in the first book of a trilogy. And a asteroid's going to hit the Earth, and they, they keep going. And the percentages are this. The percentages are this. And the percentage, oh, crap, it's really hitting. So, um, And it's an interesting thing that a lot of people will run away from their responsibilities. But some people look at it and say, this is my chance to do and achieve this thing I always wanted to. And it's a service thing, actually. One woman I remember in the book had become a doctor. <laughs> she um, had not gotten the chance or, or some sort of a medical professional like that where she wasn't able to do it before, but now she could. And the last policeman, he could never qualify to become a detective. He had been a regular policeman. And so this was his chance because they had run out of people. They went, oh, sure, come on and do it. And so he's detecting a homicide while the world's falling apart and everybody's kind of going, who cares? Yeah, wow. And he's like, but it, this person was murdered and it does matter. It looks like a suicide, but I'm positive it was a murder. Wow. And is it, it's a serious book, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's absolutely serious. Yeah. It's really well written. Uh, the audio is amazing. And I liked the first two of the trilogy and the third one 
was okay. Mark and I disagree over mm-hmm. <laughs> that book. <laughs> okay. But um, it was really an interesting look at the things that this movie also talks about in not as much detail because, of course, it's a two-hour-long movie or not even mm. two hours maybe. Yeah. But it – this movie touches on all those things. And that policeman is who I was thinking of when I was also thinking of what Mark had said about, be sure that you uh, read the last policeman. So uh-huh. go ahead about the policeman. Yeah. The, the policeman is, he pulls them over cause they're driving too fast and then uh, ends up arresting them. And, <laughs> you know, so he's like just moving right along, you know, doing his thing. There was another part that uh, reminds me of what you just said, where a person gets shot uh, right next to them mm-hmm. and it's a person that he actually wanted to commit suicide but the way he chose to do it was he hired someone to to assassinate him right yeah <laughs> so um but anyway uh penny runs up after this happens and she's like did you get the plate number <laughs> <laughs> all those automatic reactions yeah. that you yeah. have well and it's um so the policeman though what was interesting is that all the things he was taxing Penny with, and she's the one who was driving, the look on her face as she's listening to him Mm -hmm. exactly mirrors how we're feeling. Because it's things like, well, you were driving too fast. And she's like, "Uh uh-huh. And you have a broken out taillight. She's like, oh, really? Okay. And, you know, some other very minor things that even in right now, it's everything's okay times. Mm those would be a warning. I mean, maybe a ticket, but you know, for the speeding, if it was bad enough, but it's that thing of nobody cares anyway. And then he, you know, takes them in. She doesn't have a, she doesn't have a license and registration. She's like, well, I don't have a license because I left my purse behind (laughs) because we were running from a riot in the city that was burning down where we lived. And he's like, (laughs) And she's like, and the registration, you know, and she's like, okay, so this car belonged to a guy who this happened. And he's just like, you know, he doesn't say anything, but you can see it all is very suspicious. So the Mm. next thing you see, they've been locked up. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, there's another police officer who's also still coming to work. Yeah. Who walks in there and he's like, oh, geez, (laughs) what are you putting these people in jail for? (laughs) so-and-so. So he lets everybody out. And he's like, I'm sorry. He he's still really well. He impounded your car. Yeah. <laughs> Can I drop you off somewhere? <laughs> he's like, you know, I get coming into work and all, oh, but this shoot. is too much. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, so it's funny because he's sensible, but he's still showing up to work. Uh-huh. Oh man. Uh, and at least yeah. his job, in that sense, you do kind of want to show up to work because. You've got three weeks left. People might still need help for that three weeks. Yeah, that's a good point for the police, right? Yeah, yeah. police, doctors, that, you know, whatever. You're not going to go out and, and pull people right. over for, for right. stuff like that. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I also want to ask um, about, so there's this scene, and it's a lovely scene where they wind up spending the afternoon on the beach. But mm. what leads them to that is there's this long line of people that they follow. And it's set too far away for me to really tell what's going on. There's somebody who people are going out in the water and I'm like, are they being baptized or are they being married? Yeah. My impression was that maybe both things were happening. Um, okay. But I, I noticed that the, the, we saw a couple and uh, what looked like a preacher in front of the couple, but they're standing at the ocean 
And that's I felt what like I they were getting married, but it felt, I guess in my head, I was thinking, because that's, I thought the same as you, this is baptisms. But I, I'm, they didn't show one, but I got the impression that that was happening too. Yeah, because later, a little bit later, they're kind of out in the water. Hmm. And but it's so far away, I can't tell. And they kind of look at each other. Penny and Dodge look at each other with these smiles of just great delight. Mm-hmm. And I thought it's hard for me to imagine them doing that over somebody being baptized. Although I could do it over people being married, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looked like it could be either or both thing. And so I thought I like this. This is the moment. Although it's not in a church. We're not shown any details. It made me think of "Oh, brother, where art thou?" Where yeah, you've got me too. they're going down to the river, of course. Yeah. Because yeah. when I'm looking at the line behind them and they're smiling, not everybody is couples either. So maybe everybody's yeah. just going for whatever it is they need. Right. And I liked that acknowledgement that um, you know these are things that are so important. It doesn't matter if the end of the world is coming. This is what. Well, now we better get it straight. Yeah, yeah, and it reminded me of John the Baptist too, right? So it's yes. like, yeah, the asteroid or or the role of John the Baptist will be played by an asteroid in this book. So the uh, near repent. <laughs> yeah. So um, now that moment, they had just left his. The, the point of why they were were driving was to find a woman who she said, you were the one that got away. Mm-hmm. And he was finding her. So they had just left that place and he had fallen in love with Penny. Mm-hmm. And all he did was leave a note at the door and get back in the car. And Penny was like, what are you doing? You know, and they, they the night before and everything, I mean, they were getting really close. Mm-hmm. And so at this point... It was almost, you know, that that moment of joy was them sort of letting go of a lot of things while enjoying the religious thing. You know what I mean? It's like their attention turned religious and away from a lot of the other things. And then that's love. I mean, there's a lot of love there. And that's... Yeah, I I think... Yeah. It's that willingness to... Here are people who love so much, whatever the reason of the love is, baptism Mm -hmm. or marriage, that they're willing to make that commitment. Right. I put it off. I'm not putting it off anymore. I'm Mm -hmm. doing it now. And that just that look, the exchange is so pure and perfect. Mm -hmm. That just smiles of great delight. And then they show them afterwards, because there's all kinds of people on the beach. There's families, people have bonfires, and they're talking and laughing with different people, separate and together. And I just thought, what a beautiful contrast with the mob in the city. Mm. Oh, yeah. Wow. You know, this yeah. this place, people are all, you know, they're terrified, they're rioting, they're angry, they're expressing it in this way. And here the people are going, but these are my last days. What do I want to do? I'm going to enjoy community. We're going to be together. Mm. We're going to take joy in each other's company. And I thought that's kind of perfect, really. Wow. Yeah, you know, and another crowd that they encountered on the way was that uh, Frendies or whatever. <laughs> Frenzies. Frenzies, yeah, Frenzies. Because it, it was like Fridays. Yeah, yeah. And they made it friends. Frenzies. And then, of course, <laughs> you yeah. get inside, you're like, oh, there's another thing Frenzy sounds like. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, so you, you went from a, a crowd where they're rioting to a crowd where they're having basically orgies. 
mm-hmm. and then to this crowd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'd add that one into what you're saying. Different reactions as a mob mm-hmm. to the same thing. Yeah, and which yeah. is the one that you'd like to be part of? Obviously, it's the people on the beach. Right, right. The people in line, they're going to mm-hmm. get things straight um, because that's what allows them to be the free, happy people on the beach also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And yep. it really sets him up for his encounter with his father. It does. That's right. It does. And and he's, yeah, so his father has a plane, right? He can get Penny to where she needs to go. Yeah, I will and, say, mm-hmm. even watching this movie, knowing nothing about planes, the first time I saw it, I was like, that plane's never making it. Across <laughs> That's right. It's going to need to refuel somewhere. <laughs> you know, I don't think they have fuel in the middle, but okay. Well, <laughs> so. well maybe, maybe since we own Greenland now that he could stop there. <laughs> By the time this comes out, we might own Greenland. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But you're right. Yeah, that plane wasn't getting there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but you're yeah, that's that's too funny. But um but yeah, so he's getting her there. Um and uh at the same time, you're right. It that was the the final piece that he needed, the the letting go of everything that came before. Um even even though he car- he did carry that with him when he saw his dad, you know it, it wasn't an immediate. How can you forgiveness. not? Yeah, how can you not? Mm-hmm. It's a lifelong wrong. His father admits it's a wrong, and I like that his father is finding all these other ways to refer to it and talking around it. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh, just shut up," or whatever he says, and he's like, "I'm trying to say I'm sorry." And he goes, "So just say it," mm-hmm. and yeah. he still has to pause for a second because. That bald confession of doing wrong is so hard. Yeah. Face yeah. to face. Mm-hmm. And again, I guess we really are Catholic. We're back at confession. <laughs> yeah. But it's mm-hmm. the yeah, it's the bearing of yourself and going, This is where I fell short, way short, and I wronged you. Yeah. Yep. Amazing. And look and you want to take that, look at that relationship and what it could have been. And then what it was because of that wrongdoing and lack of acknowledgement of, you know, he's like, oh, your mother tore up all my letters and whatever. I'm like, well, he could have shown up in person. He never did that. Mm -hmm. So um, that's the same thing that happens when we are, you know, our sins are around us and we don't acknowledge or don't try to make it right. And also it's what happens between us and God. Mm. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so very true. And then the reconciliation is kind of a lovely thing. They're having dinner, mm-hmm. a meal, um, laughing and talking. And um, I like that Penny doesn't, she knows what the father has been to Dodge or the lack of what he's been. But she doesn't allow that to taint her own experience of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, and and you could look at that, or Dodge could have looked at that like, wow, she's not on my side. But instead, because he's the kind of guy who kind of stands back and takes it in, he's able to appreciate both her and his father's reaction to her through watching them get dinner ready and have dinner and everything. Mm. And that allows him to be drawn in and more healing to happen to his own soul. Yeah, that was, that was a beautiful moment when he's standing there watching him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The montage moment, right? <laughs> yes, because then she's watching him later. Yeah, and they're yeah. both playing the harmonica, which we know is really important to him. Because mm-hmm. that harmonica, yeah. even though he was upset with his father, he carried that harmonica everywhere. Yeah, it was a connection. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Yep. Those records are heavy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Music, right? Yeah, for sure. In both sides. Absolutely. Good one. Yeah. That's that's nifty. <laughs> yeah, and then even after he he puts uh, Penny in there in the plane, and they take off to Greenland, then um, then they he goes back to his house and immediately puts on a record, you know, more music, you know, to uh, mm-hmm. to lay there on the floor and wait and um, mourn her mm-hmm. and oh yeah, and then they go oh sorry. Our calculations were wrong. It's coming a week early. Yeah. <laughs> it was like 16 hours. It's just 16. like, oh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 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 Even quicker than I thought. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And then luckily the plane had lots of gas because she got back in time. Or she woke up pretty early. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she woke up pretty fast, right? Yeah. And found a car and drove back too. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Well, I like when she says, how could you do that? How could you put me on that plane? Mm-hmm. And instead of saying, but I love you, I want you to have what you want. She already knows that. He just says, I know it was stupid. Because mm. he's been missing her the whole time. And she clearly, of course, she came to him. She loves him too. Yeah. And then you have the end, which is, you know, it's beautiful. Yeah. I thought so too. Yeah. And upsetting. Right. Because you're like, you keep expecting. Mm-hmm. You won't see the end. The end won't happen. And the end does happen. Mm-hmm. And that's how it is for each of us. And it really, that's why this movie hits me every time. It's it it's coming for all of us. Yeah, for sure. Hate, yeah, I think, hate, yeah, I think that if they had survived that, then it wouldn't have been as powerful at all. Uh, you know, I thought that was the, the right ending. Mm-hmm. And um, to think, yeah, that was the end. That hits you, yeah. <laughs> Truly makes it a memento mori kind of a cont- con- contemplative thing. Without that, it's not that. Right. And it's more powerful, of course, because it's the whole world ending. I'm looking outside at my backyard and the birds mm. and all this stuff going. You know, it's one thing when you die. Yeah. Every person dies. But then when everything is ending and I'm like, oh, but the second coming will be the end of the world. Mm. And the reason that's okay is because it will be better than anything we can imagine right now. It will be this times who knows what that's perfect. Hmm. Yeah. We'll look back with fondness and go, oh, yeah, but look, here that was just a dim shadow of what God had planned in the first place. Hmm. Yeah, I remember the first book um, I read that uh, the world did end in. Spoiler mm. alert, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, was called The Forge of God by Greg Bear. Oh, I've never read that. And it was powerful. I mean, it really hit me. Um, you know, there was, I, I remember a couple standing, or they went to a mountain because they knew it was all happening and they, they were just starting to watch the world disintegrate. And you're just like, oh my gosh, you know. And, uh, yeah. but this hit me the same way. Um, yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. And then a book I read early on, um, the world didn't completely end, but Lucifer's Hammer. Oh, yes. By Niven I, and Pornell. I like and, that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a good one. But Yeah. That's one of my favorites. But yeah. So I, I don't know, but it, 
it's extremely powerful for me, which is why I think I return to those kinds of things. It's very mm -hmm. powerful. And I think that it has an overall good effect on my life to contemplate that. It, it, yeah. it has a, it has a tendency to straighten some things out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For at least a little while, at least a little <laughs> while. Right. Right. But that's what yes. the, that practice is. Right. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing because we can't go around thinking about this stuff all the time no, or we would no. be in a really weird headspace. <laughs> we would be in a really weird headspace and it'd be really hard to go to work at all. Ever. Yeah. That's, <laughs> and we're not supposed to be that way. That's not yeah, mm. But we are supposed to kind of know it's always going to be there. And I guess that's why it's always a shock when something happens that we should be expecting, mm. but we're not somehow. And it's funny because this, as we record this, Hurricane Dorian is has moved past Puerto Rico and is headed somewhere towards the Southeast U S coast. And the path they're showing right now goes right through where my sister and brother-in-law and mother live. Hmm. And my mother was supposed to be, I was supposed to be traveling there tomorrow uh, with my daughter Rose. And we were going to pack up my mom's stuff and bring her to live with us now and this is all fine and it's planned and we have it all set. And guess what? Hurricane. She's coming tomorrow. My sister's <laughs> flying her in with her one suitcase. Oh, my gosh. Uh -huh. Or maybe two yeah. of the things. Oh, my gosh. Has. Your asteroid just moved up a week. Right. Your asteroid's <laughs> moved up a week. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And it's funny because mm. on the one hand, it's like we're prepared here mm -hmm. um, because I was going to be gone for a week. And, you know, I didn't want to leave Tom with all this stuff to do. So we have been working like busy, like beavers for a couple of weeks, getting everything going. Um, and then because it's just other things made it a sudden plan. And now this and I'm just watching this maybe going, hey, I've been there. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. It's not the end of the world. And then the hurricane happens. And it's like we're supposed to be flying into it. And I'm like, this feels like the end of the world. And then simultaneously, I'm watching the governor of Florida go, everybody should have seven days worth of material, you know, food and water and medicine and all this stuff and gas and everything, because they're projecting Florida, it will hit the state of Florida, they can't say high, low, middle, whatever, like I say, the middle part is right where my family lives so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's that thing though of everybody is scrambling to the store like they never heard of a hurricane before <laughs> and wow. i'm looking at this mm -hmm. going i live in a place where your disasters are immediate and unplanable a tornado comes out of the sky we're done yeah lightning right. burns your house down mm -hmm. um a place where you can actually plan and there's a season for disaster I'm like, why would you not on your calendar put early August, buy this much water, this much food, you know, granola bars or whatever, yeah, uh, yeah. this much propane, this much everything. Why would you not just do that and keep it? And then when November comes and we're done, you just start using it up. I don't yeah. understand why everybody's acting like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's because I don't live there. <laughs> yeah. Things get put off. But it's, yeah. the, and that's our lives, right? It is. That's yeah. this movie. That's our lives. That's the, I know I'm going to die. I know I'm going to need this. I know I need to have a better relationship with God. I'll get to it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't have time today, but tomorrow for sure. <laughs> Tomorrow's a good day. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's I'll have right. plenty of time tomorrow. I'll just, I'm not going to slot a time for it, but I'll get to it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for that prayer or whatever. Wow. Yep. Yep. We all do that. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, yeah, this yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, good I enjoyed choice. it. Yeah, well, thanks. I did. I do enjoy this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. I have, I've seen it a few times now. So, um, but yeah, good job, Steve Carell. Uh, I just love that guy. And <laughs> oh, me this too. is such a great role for him because you're right. He's not. He's not like the the super handsome uh, guy in the bunker or mm-hmm. the uh, uh, slacker. Seattle type guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you call it? A, I'm, I'm not sure what the word is. I'm not I saying think, that everyone in Seattle is a slacker. No, I think Please slackers. Don't write. Yeah, slacker, <laughs> immature slacker is fine. Yeah, right. So, um, but uh, but he was great for this part. And, oh, yeah. um, and he's really good. He's really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we see all the options in Dodge's life are, um, you know, his wife who leaves him. And then is it Connie Britton? Is that her name? The hostess of the party who, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, approaches him when he's in the tub. Yeah. Like, here's, let's have a last, let's have a fling. Everyone's doing it. It's fine. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, these are the kinds of women. And you don't know what the love of his life, Olivia, would have been like. But there's no time in a week or two to forge that based on you're the one who got away. Right, right. It's the shared experiences that he and Penny have that allow them to to see who each other is and move forward right. that quick. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. And Kira Knightley was great. Yeah, I liked her. She was mm-hmm. good in this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. She's done a few movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's, she's somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So cool. All right. Was well, there anything else you'd like to say about this one? Man, no, I said more than yeah. I thought because Scott, talking to you brought out stuff in this movie I hadn't really thought about. Oh, so that's great. Yeah, this was a really me good too. one for yeah. me. Yeah. Good. Well, wonderful. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. So okay. Well, the next one we're going to talk about is a book um, called Exhalation by Ted Chang. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I love it. Yeah. He is so good. Yeah. Have you read that book yet? Not yet. I okay. was kind of waiting yep. till I thought I was going to be in Florida packing mm-hmm. and I take this with me to read, but now I'm going That's to be right. here with my mom, but it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, well, but I have read, of course, some mm-hmm. of the stories out of it because sure. we've even talked about one, if not more, the one about the digients. Yes. Uh, the life cycle of software. That's objects. it. Yeah. yeah. And that is included in this collection. So yeah. Yeah. We won't talk about that one again. No. But, this uh, one is a pleasure yeah. to have though, because mm-hmm. it's what I've been longing for, which is all these amazing short stories that you'd see here and there online. Yeah, and I right. think, but I want them in a book. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, good. Well, I hope you excited. enjoy it. Lots of uh, religious thought in there. Um, what a shock you may probably <laughs> some things that you're not going to agree with but I think that's what's beautiful it's like well, we'll have so much to talk about in there so yeah that's what we found mm-hmm. in his first book right yeah exactly because mm-hmm. I don't mind so much if I don't agree with it as long as he's honest mm. if it's yeah. an honest examination then we can honestly find things that we don't agree on mm. for discussion right so I, I like think it that's what you'll find yeah yeah good. good terrific all right all right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, we, we assume we'll be here in two weeks to come <laughs> back and talk about it. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> or we'll, we'll meet you in Greenland. That's right. <laughs> to refuel. All right. <laughs> All right. We'll have a have a good two weeks, everybody. Yeah, talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.